Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about your weight loss plan stinks if you hate doing it or you can't get yourself to start doing it. You've got to take that piece of the plan into account. I mean, what's the fastest way to lose weight? Probably water fasting. Just stop eating food completely. That's probably the fastest way to lose weight, but that sucks, right? No one wants to do that and you can't do it for long. So if you hate doing your weight loss plan, you've got to take that into account when you're evaluating how good it is. We can't just measure how fast it's going to give you results that you're looking for. We got to look forward to are you actually willing to do it, right? Are you gonna stick with it for long? Because if you're not, what is the point? What is the point? And I find this over and over again that people really just only look at their weight loss plan um, based on how much weight they can lose and how quickly, but they never think about how they feel on it, how sustainable it is, uh, you know, or if they even wanna do it. And if you don't take that into account, what are you doing? What are you doing? What, what's, what's the goal here, right? How short-sighted can you get? Right? We can't just look at what we're going to lose in the next week, the next month. Right? You want to stay at your goal weight forever, do you not? How long do you want to keep the weight off for? And so as soon as you realize this, it opens you up to a completely different way to approach your weight loss, which is that you want to get long-term results. And does your plan stink? Well, it may not. Right? Maybe it stinks because you're trying to do it all at once. Maybe you're just trying to do too much at once. Maybe if you started off slowly and more strategically with whatever plan you're trying to follow, maybe you could work your way up to doing it the way you, you want to, doing it perfectly, you know, or doing it in that ideal way. But what sense does it make that you're going to start off on day one, no carbs, and you're just going to keep that going until you get to your goal weight? Day one, not eating for 16 hours until you get to your goal weight. You know what I mean? Like it, it's too much. Are you not overwhelming yourself? with the methods that you're trying? Or do you not feel overwhelmed? Is this not a big reason why you don't wanna start the plan and you have not started it? You don't have to kill yourself to lose weight. If you just give yourself a little more patience, you can start off a little slower and work up to where you wanna be. Why do you have to start 100% on day one? Because you're so impatient? But isn't that impatience exactly what's causing you to not even do it? because you have to be honest with yourself. How much weight have you lost the last six months, the last year? If it's zero or you've put weight on, maybe you should stop looking at how you can lose weight the fastest and start looking at how you can lose weight in the most comfortable way possible, which is a question you never ask because, and you're not, you're not to blame for this. The diets have conditioned you to think about weight loss in a time frame of days and weeks, maybe a month. And you need to start extending that. How much weight can you lose over the next year if you make small, systematic, strategic shifts in how you're eating and how you're living that are manageable? Are you not overwhelmed? <laughs> are you not up to here with life? And now you're gonna add on, I'm gonna cut my calories down to 1200, I'm gonna stop eating for 16 hours, I'm gonna completely change the way that I'm eating starting tomorrow and moving forward till I get to my goal weight. Does that not feel almost impossible to you? And it's not because you're weak-willed. It's not because you're a bad person. It's because it's a horseshit plan. It makes no sense. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. And even if you do get to the results, 95% of people put the weight back on because they don't want to maintain it. Once the excitement of the weight loss goes away, you get to your goal weight, you don't want to live that shitty lifestyle. You know. So why not make a plan that resonates with you? Make a plan that you actually want to start today. That's, how, that's the litmus test. That's how you know you're onto a plan that might, you might have something there. Could you start today? right? Don't put it off till tomorrow. The reason you put it off till tomorrow is you don't want to do it because you think it's too hard. So why not instead go about it differently and say, what could I do today? Even if it's one step, right? instead of waiting for that magic Monday where you do everything perfectly, why not say, what could I do today to put me on a path to start losing weight? That's manageable. Something I'd actually wouldn't mind doing. If you start thinking that way, the days are going to go by regardless. But a year from now, you're going to look back and you're going to be in a completely different spot. You're going to lose weight and you're going to have underneath you a system to do it that resonates with you because you built around what works for you, what's comfortable for you. And you did it systematically and you developed this system over time that you're now really good at. But the idea that you're going to jump into it on day one and be perfect until you reach your goal weight, you, you've got to stop thinking that. Give it a break, <laughs> you know, change up your criteria for what you define a good or a bad weight loss plan as. And the, again, the way to do that is to not just look at how fast you're going to lose the weight and it's going to make you do that, but to take into account how you're going to feel following that plan. And if you're dreading the plan, it might be a good sign that you need a new plan. So I hope this helps you out. 
Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'm here, I'm here at your service for the next hour or so. Um, and then I got another coaching call talking about weight loss every day, all day. Egyptian hooligan, I lost 10 pounds and I just started. I said, if it now I've lost a bit of fat and see a little difference. All right. Well, congratulations on the 10 pounds. That's great. Uh, Lizzie, I'm so happy I signed up. This is life changing. All right. What'd you sign up for, Lizzie? Are you, you I know there's a Lizzie in the program, um, but that, that doesn't look like her profile, the one Lizzie I know. What'd you sign up for? The, the hypnosis session and the training? What's up, Mandy? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little flustered. My, my Facebook account it gets hacked on the daily, it seems. And uh, there's like nothing you can do about it. My, my account got hacked about a month and a half ago and it was hacked for a month. I couldn't get, get it back. They ran ads, all this other stuff. And it just got hacked again, right, right in front of me, right in real time. They're like, did you just do this? Did you just, I'm like, no, no, it's hacked anyways. <laughs> anyways, you don't care about that. But uh, yeah, what are we talking about? Weight loss? I talk about the plans. I talk about this all day long, you know? Um, Mandy says, Jim, I'm down. This relationship has completely shook me up today. Um, what relationship, this relationship, what, like a personal relationship? Well, bring it on the call. We'll talk about it today. Man, he's in the program. Um, yeah, this relationship. I don't know. I'm not sure which relationship you're referring to, but get on the call today. We'll talk about it, right? I'll help you feel better. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kata. I appreciate that. Yeah, I get on here. I'll try to help people, you know? Yeah, I'll bring it up. It's a situation. Yeah, we'll talk about it, Mandy. You know, we, we can get some some uh, some folks on that. <laughs> Thanks, Mandy. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. You'll feel better. Um, the Piz. How do we know which plan is best? I've done Weight Watchers and lost weight, but too restrictive. Yeah, okay, Piz. That, that's a great question. I could talk about this one all day long. Um, the plan that is best is the plan that works best for you, right? They always say this in, in um, like workouts and, and stuff, you know, where it's like the best workout plan is the one that works for you, the one that you do, right? And so same thing with the diet. And so, yeah, what you just said, you know, how do you figure out the best plan? Now, I will tell you a little, I'm not pitching my program. I mean, obviously I have a program um, where you can work with me and, and I think it's the best weight mastery program on the planet. Um, certainly it's the most comprehensive. Uh, that being said, uh, I also do everything for free. So, so again, when I talk about my program, I'm not sitting here pitching you, but I say this stuff a lot of times to let you know that the reason you struggle to lose weight is you've never learned. You've never learned this approach. You're always being told what to do. It's always kind of the perfect plan, right? The perfect meal plan, the perfect workout. And then you're supposed to just get yourself to do it. And so you never learn how to change your mindset. And then you end up with questions like this. Well, I did something, I lost weight, but I couldn't keep it up. Yeah, join the club, man. That's 95% of people. 82% of the population at this point in America is overweight or obese. So you're not alone. How does this happen? Well, with the weight loss plans, we just, you know, I always say this, that it's like you're trying to take a square peg and fit into a round hole. You're just following these plans that aren't built for you. Weight Watchers is one size. First of all, <laughs> Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers, it started off okay, but you know, Weight Watchers is a plan to sell food. You know, you know who used to own Weight Watchers? Heinz, Heinz. <laughs> they used to have their meetings in the in freezers of supermarkets to sell their bullshit at the end. It's just a marketing, it's just marketing shenanigans. You know, oh, counting points. It's just a funny way to count points, you know, like or count calories. Um, but anyways, how do you figure out the plan that works for you? You figure it out based on your experiences, right? So you, it's trial and error. Now, again, you know, I know with weight loss, you're just so conditioned to be like, just give me the plan, Jim, just give me the plan. Well, I can't just give you the plan. You're, you're, you're your own person. I could, I always say this, I could, I could tell you what I eat and you, you know, I know you want to know what I eat because you think you're going to follow it, but, but you're not me. You don't like the foods I like, right? You, you don't live the lifestyle I live. What, what point does it make for me to tell you the foods I eat? Who gives a shit? You're not me and I'm not you. And so you should figure out which foods work for you. And you really have to have an eye towards what way of eating can I live with forever? I sit in front of you as someone who's lost 50 pounds and kept it off for 30 years. Okay, I had one little blip 12 years ago, but I've maintained this exact same weight because I've mastered my eating and I've mastered my eating by creating a plan that works for me. I love it. I love what I eat. Now, I will tell you just in a structural sense, um, we have a 
model we follow and program yourself then. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And so the five days of clean eating, I ate the same breakfast every day. As a matter of fact, I didn't eat that breakfast today and I feel like shit. Um, I'm making up for, I, I, you know, by, by kind of lowering down what I'm eating afterwards just because I feel better, just kind of even things out. But I didn't have my normal breakfast and it just doesn't feel good. You know, I love eating my normal breakfast. I like it enough, you know, it tastes good, um, but it makes me feel great. I feel light, I feel energized. It satisfies me until lunch. And so when you go about it this way and figure out what works for you, um, that's how you figure out the best plan. You know, there is no one, there's no plan out there that's set that you take on yourself and it's gonna fit you right. How? You know, it's goofy. It's all fucking goofy. Ketosis, you wanna go into ketosis? You know that's a diet that was created for epileptics 100 years ago, they didn't know how to treat them? There's no society that lives in ketosis. Did you know, I mean, come on. Maybe, maybe some Eskimos, you know what I mean, that, that live eating off a of whale blubber for generations. There's no, there's no, <laughs> it's just, we get so desperate when we wanna lose weight that we just give up all rational, logical thought, you know? And the idea that someone's gonna tell, someone you've never met, that you don't know, that doesn't know you, is gonna tell you how to eat, that's the problem. You've got to take this on yourself. You've got to figure out how do I want to eat in order to maintain my weight. And you've got to base it around you. You never do that. You know, you've, and it's not your fault. You're just, you're conditioned to think like a dieter and dieters don't lose weight long-term. Dieters lose weight and then put it back on. You got two mindsets, overweight mindset, diet mindset. And you just keep flip-flopping between these two your whole life. You need to create a thin, healthy mindset. And part of that is having an eating strategy that's based around you, what you like what your lifestyle is, what your preferences are, what your genetics are, you know? So I know it's probably an unsatisfying answer for you, but it's a good answer, believe me. <laughs> yeah, Manny, Manny loves the program. Um, thinking of calorie counting, but where to start, yep. Um, yeah, oh my God, really, not surprised. Yeah, how about this? So that's Weight Watchers. How about um, Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, the company owns Atkins Food Products is the same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company owns Slim Fast, the same company owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. You understand? Our whole lives, we have been conditioned to think like dieters by billion-dollar companies. It's the food companies. They get us coming and going, and they train us to think like a dieter because dieters don't lose weight. They get us coming and going. They get you with. They get your money when they try the diets to lose the weight, and then they get your money when they get you to eat their addictive food products that make you overweight. And so you 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 got to stop with the diets, <laughs> okay? You got to stop with them. They don't work. You you know this. You know this. You know. But but and I get it because I know you internalize. You say, well, the diets work. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. I'm a bad because I know you got that negative voice in your head. I'm the weak will, bad. I'm the slob. I'm, I'm the lazy one. I can't do it. Bullshit. Bullshit. You don't have any strategy. You've never learned how to influence your mindset. You don't know how to change your behaviors. You've got no real strategic structural plan to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. Just so you know, let's switch the goal here, folks. Your goal is not to lose weight. You, you don't want to lose weight. You've lost weight and then you put it back on. Are you happy that you lost the weight? No, you're disappointed and feel like a failure they put it back on. The goal is not to lose weight. The goal is to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. You ought to write that down. That's a more specific, accurate goal of what you want. And your subconscious mind's controlling your weight and your subconscious mind's extremely literal. So you need to be very specific with what your goal is. And the goal of, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight is a bad goal. It's a goal that makes you yo-yo diet, right? Because what do you do? You lose the weight and then what? You all, you've all lost weight before. What happened when you lost the weight? Why didn't you keep it off? What happened? I know what happens, but what do you think happens? What do you think it is? I mean, you've got the willpower, you've got the genetics, you've got the plan to lose weight, so why did you put it back on? That's the big question, you know? And you never look at it this way. You know, but it's like, you don't know how to think like a thin and healthy person at all. Your self-image is that of an overweight person. And so then sometimes you go on a diet and this overweight person loses the weight, but you still think of yourself as an overweight person. You need to transform your self-image. You know, you need to become, you, again, I always say this, you got to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You need to make your weight loss about becoming the best version of you possible. Not just about losing weight. Um. Yeah, the Slimming World program made me gain four stones. Oh, geez. Sorry about that, Mandy. 
Um, yep, I gained back within a year. Yep, this program is the first time it stays up. Yeah. Kata, how valid do you feel is food allergy phenomenon, gluten-free vegan popularity? Um, uh, yeah, the food allergy thing. Uh, you know, I, I think I think I think there's a little bit of reality to that, and I think there's a lot of um, I think there's a lot of uh, what are they called? I'm blanking on the word. We all know it. Uh, what is it? Uh, not hypochond. What's the word? Psychosomatic. That's it. Um, a bit psychosomatic. You know what I mean? But some of it's real too. I think you know, like we overdo it so hard. You know, like with the gluten, for example. I mean, it's, we're just way overdue. The number one source of calories for American adults is baked goods. So, you know what I mean? And then it's like, it's pizza. I forget what it is now. It's, it's like mostly carbs, refined carbs, flour. So even if someone's not technically allergic to gluten, it's like once you highlight that, you're like, holy shit, I feel like shit. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're spiking and crashing your blood sugar all day long. Here's the thing, right? Listen to this. You think... What you don't realize, what I've learned as a hypnotist and a weight loss coach is that you are way less aware than you think you are, okay? You are literally missing obvious things. This I like to use this example. Close one eye and look at your nose, you see it. Close the other eye and look at your nose, you see it. Open both eyes, your brain deletes your nose. There's no value in seeing it all day. And so your brain is doing this all sorts of things. And so things you don't believe in or, or know about, you just delete. So, for example, if I went back 100 years ago and I saw someone smoking, I say, hey, you shouldn't do that. You're going to get lung cancer. They would look at me like I was crazy because people didn't associate smoking with lung cancer. Now, that seems crazy to us, but that is the truth. And it wasn't until really the 80s and they really started putting the education out there and they really said this study, this study. Wow, cigarettes really cause lung cancer. Now, it seems obvious as day to us now, but there was a whole period of time where people were smoking like crazy and they did not associate those two. So here we are in 2023 in America and the 82% of the population is overweight or obese. The, the incidences of type 2 diabetes is off the charts and people are not associating the health, the negative health impacts of the foods they're eating with what they're doing to their bodies. We've been conditioned to minimize those. Same shit, okay? It's, I'm, okay, so I just told you about the diets, right? Do you know who owns all the food? You're never gonna believe it. <laughs> Take a guess. Take a guess. It's the cigarette companies, right? Oh, Jim, cut the shit. Oh, yeah? How about RJR Reynolds and Nabisco are literally, they're the same company. They merged. They're the same company. Do you know the parent company of Kraft? Philip Morris. <laughs> In the 70s, the cigarette companies saw the writing on the wall. They, start, they sat on the studies for 20, 30 years. They knew 30 years before the 70s, that cigarettes were linked with cancer, but they sat on these, they, they confused people, and so no one really got it. By the 70s, the cigarette company said, okay, the writing's on the wall. And so they divested from cigarettes and they went into the food industry. And so you can watch, you can watch the, the incidence of obesity and type two diabetes. The line goes like this starting right in the early 80s. And that's right when the, the cigarette companies went right into the food industries with the exact same philosophy. We'll make the most addictive product possible and we will create the most aggressive marketing possible and we will sit on all the information that shows how bad this shit is for people so they don't understand it and they're confused. And that's what we got. You know, and so people are just confused all over the place. So the food allergy stuff, is it real? Is it not? I don't know, but I think, I think it's real to some degree. And I think it's also real in the sense that all of a sudden people are like, oh, food allergies. And I think that makes them think, how is this food making me feel? That's the biggest shift that happened to me to master my weight. The biggest thing that happened is I started to realize these foods I'm eating, I feel like fucking shit. I did not realize that. I will tell you the story that made me realize this the most. I'd begun doing yoga. And I used to do yoga at night, usually about 10 o'clock at night. I'd sit in a room, I'd do yoga for an hour. And so I just kind of begun doing that. And I remember one night I sat, I go to do yoga and I sat down, I'm like, oh my God, I feel horrible. I feel, I feel like full, I'm like, oh, I didn't feel good. I'm like, what's going on? And I thought back, I'm like, oh, I had a meatball grinder. Right? A grinder is like a big, a hoagie, a sub, whatever people call it around the world. Um, a big meatball grinder with cheese and it was whatever. And I had it two hours earlier and I'm sitting there in the room, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I ate that. But then it dawned on me. I was like, holy shit, I've been eating, I've been eating meatball grinders my whole life. I've never felt this way. And I was like, it's because I never felt that way. And then I realized I felt this way. I never realized I felt this way because I almost always would be watching TV. I was distracting myself, disassociating myself. That was a profound moment in my life because for the first time, 
I truly internalized and experienced the negative effects that these foods had on my body. Now they'd been there the whole time, but I never realized it because I was always distracting myself. The first time I sat in a dark, quiet room with that feeling that I had after eating that giant sandwich, two hours later, I felt like shit, but it was an eye opener. And so a big part of what I do to help people in a nutshell is the way you think about foods. Right? You can think about your most tempting food, ice cream, cookies, chips, pizza, whatever your tempting foods are. One of the biggest reasons why you struggle with them is because the way you subconsciously think about that food, and again, this is through millions of food ads you've seen in your life, you think about that food in, in terms of anticipating it and consuming it. You imagine getting it, looking at it, eating it, and a movie. That's the way you think about the food, and so it cranks up the cravings really high. However, Right on the other side of that is the consequence. And this is the part that you have been conditioned since the day you were born by all the food ads to not think about. You never think about how you feel five minutes after you finish eating. That is the secret because that consequence follows. It's the truth. So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just focused on it. I'm not just making it up. If you take, after you eat, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes after you eat, if you sit quietly with your body after you overeat, chips, cookies, ch pizza, whatever, you're gonna feel like shit. And if you pay attention to the consequence, physically, mentally, and emotionally that follows what you're eating, and you start to focus on that, so you say, well, I'm hungry, I wanna eat something. Because what you're doing is just saying, oh, I, I wanna eat some ice cream. You start thinking about getting it, eating it, and the cravings go up, and you're trying to stop yourself from eating it. When you change how you think about it, we can make the cravings go down naturally. How do you do that? You say, I think I want some ice cream. And, I, and you're looking forward to it, but then if you say, how will I feel five minutes after I finish eating it? Well, for a lot of people, if you're trying to lose weight, you will feel full, you may feel phlegmy, but now we get to the real stuff, the mental and emotional piece. How are you mentally in your head after you eat ice cream when you wanna lose weight? When you eat a bunch of pizza, when you wanna lose weight, you overeat. What do you say to yourself? What do you say to yourself? You say, hey, good job, I'm glad you ate that, that was awesome. Or do you beat the shit out of yourself mentally? Do you feel like a failure? Do you think of yourself as a, a weak-willed, a loser? Again, let's be honest. I know how negative people are to themselves and how mean they are to themselves. And emotionally, how do you feel? Five, 10 minutes after you finish the ice cream, how do you feel emotionally? When you wanna lose weight and you just overate, you just ate more sugar, how do you feel? Probably negative, like a failure, pissed off, frustrated, annoyed, depressed. I'm not making this up. I'm pointing out something that's there that you never are connecting to. You're saying, oh, I shouldn't eat this because I don't want to gain weight. That's too far in the future. You need that consequence that's five minutes after. You start paying attention. It's right there. I'm not making this up, folks. If you pay attention to it a couple times, you're going to realize, yeah, when I eat that way, I don't feel good. I get a spike and a crash of energy. I don't feel good. And so as you start focusing on the consequence, you start making better decisions. You know, And so again, when I think the food allergy comes out, I think some of it's absolutely real. And I think some of it is people saying, yeah, I never really paid attention to what all this gluten's doing to me. <laughs> I am eating carbs all day long, all day. I mean, I used to eat carbs all day long and I felt like shit. I was tired all the time. I'm carrying all the weight around. I didn't sleep well. It's just this downward spiral. So I think when people start thinking allergies, they start questioning, how do I feel after this? And I think that part's good, but they don't frame it that way. There's a gluten allergy, you know, but, but I think they're on the right track, you know, if they, they use that more. Um, Loomis, I joined the free email hypnosis through TikTok yesterday and it's sending me hypnosis for men. Oh no, Loomis. Um, shoot me, shoot me a message, Loomis, and I'll get that straightened up for you. Um, yeah, I don't know how that happened. A little mistake. Well, the says, thanks, Jim. Great advice as always. I'll think about joining the program. Yeah, definitely get in there. The program is a shit. I, I mean, this is, this is the program, folks. You know, it's to be able to work with me, um, if you want to work with me again, I have two versions. I have, a, I have the coaching version and I actually, I put, I just somewhat recently put a version that doesn't have coaching, um, because I've tested the program now and it's working for people, even if they don't use the coaching, but if you can do the coaching, please do the coaching working with me twice for, for eight weeks is it'll be one of the most profound experiences you've had. I mean, I sit here in front of you. I am literally one of the highest paid hypnotists for weight loss on the planet. It's $25,000 to work with me privately. Okay. So to get for a thousand dollars to work with me for eight weeks, I keep the group small. So I, I literally, I spend a lot of time with you, get to know you, get to understand your things. And I, and I drive along the way. So it's, you know, again, if you're looking to invest in it, if you, if you don't have any money and you just can't do that, 
just sign up for the, go to my bio, click the little picture of me up on the top, go to my bio and um, get the hypnosis session I give you. Um, Cause I got, I got even more cool stuff. Again, it just keeps getting better. My mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. So I'm helping you for free too. Um, just get on my email list. So that's the main way I do it. And I got a new training. Will I get it done tomorrow? <laughs> I gotta get it done. I'm telling you all this to put the pressure on myself because this training is kick-ass. It's so good. Um, it's a lot of what I talk about, but it conceptualizes in a simple, easy to understand way. First, you'll understand why you haven't succeeded losing weight and you'll get to unburden yourself with that. It's not your fault. <laughs> I know everyone always says that when they're trying to sell you diet stuff. It genuinely is not your fault. You've been led, you've been so conditioned to think so wrong about weight loss that I can't even begin to tell you. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, if, you, if you believe anything I say, please believe it's really not your fault. Because I know you think you haven't lost weight because you don't have the willpower to do it. And I'm sitting here telling you that it's, been, it's a horseshit plan. The idea that someone's going to hand you a piece of paper with what to eat on it and that's going to make you lose weight is so crazy. Because the real reason you haven't lost the weight isn't that you don't know what to do. It's that you can't get yourself to do it consistently. So I guess technically it is that you don't know what to do, but it's not the thing you're thinking. It's not that you don't know what to eat. It's that you have no idea how to influence your thoughts, your lifestyle, your behaviors effectively, consistently. And that's what I'm a master at. And I think that's one of the things that makes my approach so different. I mean, you're, you're not hearing very many people talk about weight the way I do, you know? And, and it's because I'm really, I've been in the trenches with just regular people. How do you, you know, they, they get on, a, I work with them, and it's like, they're not motivated. How do you get them motivated again? You, that's what I've been doing. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years. I don't know, 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So it's just a different angle because everyone I see on weight loss is always just telling you what to do. That is not your problem. And I don't think that's going to fix it. I don't think it. You know you shouldn't eat ice cream if you want to lose weight. A lot of ice cream anyways, right? You know you shouldn't overeat if you want to lose weight. And yet you keep doing it. So what's up? Is it that you don't know that or is it that you can't stop yourself? So, anyways, um, the Piz. Thanks, Jim Graves. I don't think about doing the program. That's great things. Can you still lose pounds with eating the five two? Well, of course, AJ. <laughs> it's a weight loss program, you know. Of course, you could lose weight eating the five two. Um, that's the point of it, you know. So yeah, <laughs> I know, but I know it seems crazy, right? Because oh, I, I tell you, folks, I, I talk about this stuff. If you know me at all, I, mean, I, I always think it's so funny. I get on here sometimes people say, Jesus, Jim, do you ever, do you do anything else? Do you just talk about weight loss in front of that picture all day long? Um, and uh, I do do other things for sure. But uh, uh, it's um, <laughs> it's the main thing I do. I'm obsessed with this. I really am. Uh, if you know my story, my father died when, when he was 54 of a heart attack. I was nine years old. So for me, this is like life and death. I always joke, and this is true. When I was a kid, I always thought like, I always wanted to help people. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a doctor. And I took my first chemistry class. I was like, well, I guess not. <laughs> Didn't have that brain. But here I am. And, and in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm helping more people, um, you know, than if I had become a doctor. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm really I'm really here for you. Because I got like, I'm, a, I'm not a genius, but I, I'm just in the real world. I have very practical solutions, I would say. Probably the most practical approach and solutions to weight mastery, again, I, I really, I, I say weight loss because that's how everyone thinks about it, but I'm really all about weight mastery. I, I don't want you to just lose weight. That you, I, oh, you know, if you can get focused on weight mastery, you know, th that that's what you want. You, you don't just want to lose weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. That's the big goal. You want to be the best version of yourself possible. Program yourself then is really a personal development program. It's about becoming the best version of you possible. One piece of that is your weight. But this is about having the best relationships possible, making the most money possible, achieving the goals that are important to you in the best way you can, the most of them you can achieve. That's what it's about, you know? And again, one aspect of it is with the weight. But yeah, the 5-2 plan is the shit. It's like, now again, you're hearing 5-2 and you're, you're, you're thinking cheat meals. Well, if I have a cheat meal, I go crazy. What's up, Vicky? I hope things are going better. Um, you know, so, so the 5-2 thing is... It's a general structure. So by the way, for me, when I first started, it was a one six, one day of clean eating, six days of pleasure eating. I was just starting out. And then I just kept progressing it more. And now I've landed on five two. So again, with Program Yourself, then there, there's general guidelines, but th the whole program is based around you. You know, and so if you do five two, you say, I don't like this. Now, what everyone tries to do, not everyone, but a lot of people, they start the program and say, ah, I'm not gonna do the two days because I want to lose weight quick. 
you know and then there you go for me it's like if i got rid of my two days that'd be the fastest way to blow blow everything the second i'm like oh, i can never have sugar again in my life that i'm eating sugar that day you know i can never have pizza again i'm eating pizza that day and so again what this all comes down to by the way let me just mention this the five two plan is one of the most there's so much psychology embedded into the five two plan I, i'm not gonna go into it here but one of the biggest reasons we follow the five two plan it's really dopamine manipulation you know what's driving your eating more than anything else is dopamine you may or may not know this okay um and you have no sense of that and it is the dopamine that's keeping you eating the wrong food and so the five two plan is a strategy to manipulate the dopamine so that you're able to easily eat the right foods consistently for the rest of your life so i sit in front of you as a person who has an eating plan that i i, I love it i love my eating plan I love eating clean when I eat it, and I love eating for pleasure when I eat for pleasure. I, I just love it. And the exciting part for me as well is it just keeps, I keep tweaking it and optimizing it. So where I'm, the way I'm eating now is so much more evolved than it was five years ago. And the idea that where I'm going to be five years from now, it's just, it's so exciting to me. So it's this, see, that's the big thing. What you don't understand is your motivation to lose weight is almost exclusively built around, a, it's, you have a very superficial motivation to lose weight which is to say you're not even motivated to lose weight. Just to be honest, you don't even want to lose weight. You weigh what you want to weigh, okay? Um, you, you have no idea how to motivate yourself. You're not motivated to lose weight. And the big reason why is because you only think about weight loss superficially. You think, I want to look better. I want to look better. And it's not your fault. Every diet ad you've seen, you've seen millions of them, it's always the before and after picture. How long it took to get from before and after. So you think about your weight loss very superficially. It ain't enough motivation. Sorry, that's why you're not losing weight. That's why you don't do the things to lose weight because you're not motivated. And um, so you need to internalize that motivation much deeper. And so for me, a big part of this, because at some point, and you've lost weight before, if you got to your goal weight, once you get to your goal weight, the motivation disappears, right? Because most people trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. Well, at some point, the scale stops going down and you say, oh shit, well, now there's no pleasure. There's no excitement. Back to the food, back to losing the weight. Back to the food, losing the weight. And you've done that two or three times probably, you know, yo-yoing. Right? Why do you think you're yo-yoing? You think it's because it's your willpower disappeared one day? It, there's Again, I'm not blaming you for anything, so don't take this. I'm not like, I'm really, it's more like a, a, I'm pissed off the diet and the diet industry. I, I fucking hate it because it, it's killing people. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the, the craziest part with the food thing is that you have all these warm, fuzzy feelings about the food industry, you know, because you like the foods. But it's, it's the cigarette company in disguise. Do you have warm, fuzzy feelings for the cigarette companies? <laughs> no. It's the same fucking thing. You don't know. You think these foods... I always say this. Like Ben and Jerry's, you know, you say, oh, two hippies up in, up in the mountains you've testing out different recipes in their cabin. No. You know where you know how they make Ben and Jerry's ice cream now? They, they have chemists in a lab put people into an fMRI machine that scans their brain in real time, and they drip different ice cream solutions onto their tongue to see which one lights up their pleasure centers the most. Yeah, that's what you're up against. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you, you, you're lambs to the slaughter, dude. It's just, you got no chance if you're eating that shit all the time. You know what I mean? There's no depth to your weight loss strategy. You don't even have a strategy. Every diet is a tactic. Do you understand that? It's woefully inadequate. The idea that you just need to hear one day, I've been struggling my way for, oh, stop eating carbs completely. You, <laughs> and what? You're just gonna start tomorrow just not eating carbs anymore? Because the flip side of not eating carbs is completely changing how you eat starting tomorrow and doing it perfectly until you lose the weight. It's goofy. And then it's the idea that you have no idea how to influence your thinking, no idea how to influence your emotions, no idea to influence your self-image, your self-concept, how you think about yourself, no idea how to influence your habits. You don't know about the neuroscience or the habits. You just use your willpower to try and force yourself to act different. You know. And so, again, I say this to you to... to I know it sounds negative, but I'm trying to inspire you in the sense that it's not, you have not been unable to lose weight because you can't do it. It's because you've never learned how. You've been conditioned to think like a diet. You're trapped in a mental prison. You're in a mental diet prison. And that is why you're struggling, you know? And, and you can approach it completely differently and get, you know, tremendous results. I do this all day long. I mean, it's just, oh, my, my whole career, I've been doing this for 20 years. And my whole career is people... I've tried everything and nothing works. You know, oh, you're the last chance. Okay. And we start working. They always lose weight. Oh, I got PCOS. Okay, I lost weight. I got Hashimoto's. Okay, lost weight. Uh, insulin resistant. Okay, lose weight. Oh, I've never been able to lose weight. We lose weight. It's just over and over again. Why? 
you know, because when you understand how to influence your behaviors, when you have a more robust, comprehensive plan, you get more robust, comprehensive effects and benefits and results. You know? <laughs> it's not rocket science. I wanted to ask if, is there a journal technique you recommend? Um, Mandy, I'll get you that, you know, in the program, and I just had someone else write about this we were talking about the other day, but um, there is a program. This is one, I just gave this one away for free too, by the way, everyone. So again, I, Every day I get on here and I try and say, what can I, what can I give people for free that will actually make them take some action and sign up for free, for free to help them master their weight for the rest of their lives, right? Every day. And, uh, I give you a hypnosis session. I give you a 30 minute training that will change the way you think about weight loss. Uh, I give you, I email you every day, positive, encouraging, coaching, supportive things to help you think this way differently, all for free. I gave away a mindset, a seven-day mindset training program. That was a hundred bucks I'd sold it for in the past. The, I mean, and it's like, I give all this stuff to you for free. And it's like, I don't know, maybe five, 10% of the people that are on the lives will just go and do it. Someone said yesterday, it's the fear of failure that stops people. That could be true. I don't know. But anyways, Mandy, I'll get you that. I have, I have that journaling program. I love it. It was a, I, I have a process I came up with called hypnotic writing. And um, it uses that with, with these prompts, you know, if you get it, if you join in, I will, um, I send that. I just sent it to people last week. Um, it's really good. It's <laughs> so anyways, get some questions. I'm talking too much. Astrid says I sabotage myself. Um, you don't, you don't sabotage yourself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I can't accept that because you can't say you're sabotaging yourself. You know, it's like, okay, if I say, okay, I want you to go to, uh, you know, Whoville, uh, you know, it, it's, it's 30 minutes away. I want you to go to Whoville. And I say, and you say, well, I've never been there. I say, okay, well, I'll meet you there in 30 minutes. And, uh, you say, and they go, oh, I don't know how to get there. So that's all right. I'll meet you there in 30 minutes. If you don't have a map, you don't know how to get there. Are you sabotaging yourself when you can't get there? Or is it the fact that you just don't know how to get there? You know, I find sabotage is the wrong word. You, you think sabotage because you think weight loss is, well, I got the plan. And again, what's your plan? Eat 1,200 calories, don't eat carbs, stop eating for 16 hours, just eat meat, just eat vet. Whatever your one tactic is that you're trying to follow and force yourself to do, the fact that you can't do it is not sabotage in my world. It's a shitty fucking plan. <laughs> this idea that you're just the same person who struggled the weight for the last 30 years, one day is going to wake up and eat perfectly. What? What, what sense does that make, you know? So is it sabotage or is it the fact that you don't have a very good plan to get to where you want to go? I don't know, you know? Um, you need the coaching. It's the core of the program. It helps loads. It does, right? Manny knows that. I'm lacking self-discipline. Yeah. Um, again, I think you probably are lacking self-discipline, but you're lacking it because it's like, let's just say, look, I'm lacking muscle. And you say, okay, well, how are you trying to build muscle? Oh, well, I, I, well, I want to go in the gym and work out for an hour every day. Okay, well, what happens when you do that? Well, I've done it once and then I get really sore and I don't go back. And I'm, so I'm lacking self-discipline. So am I lacking self-discipline or is the plan so overwhelming that I can never develop the discipline in the first place? And that's where I find most people. So yeah, I may be lacking muscle, but if the only way I think I can build muscles to work out starting tomorrow every day for an hour, and I don't want to do that because it hurts and I, I don't like doing it, what's the problem? Is it that I'm lacking discipline or is that my plan sucks? It's not a good fit for me. And so I, I think, again, I think we want to question those things that we, we tell ourselves. They may not be the accurate one. Um, Jim, I'll be joining the call around 20 minutes late, if that's okay, but we'll definitely be there. Yeah, I'll be there, Mandy. We'll, we'll, um, we'll talk about whatever's going on. I'm very inspired by you, but then I have mood swings. <laughs> oh, Astrid, I get it. Yeah, mood swings, right? <sighs> you know, listen, I, I, I always come back to, I think most weight issues come back to emotional eating. Um, certainly, certainly... Um, for me, I believe the core, the foundation of my weight success was learning to deal with my emotions. Talk about mood swings. You know, my, as I said, my dad died when I was nine. There's other stuff that happened. And it's like, I didn't know how to deal with any of it. My mom was incredible. It was at a time though, when people didn't, wouldn't deal with therapy and emotion. It was kind of just like, let's just be happy. Let's, let's not be sad, you know? Anyways, you internalize that. And all of a sudden the alcohol comes, food comes, and I'm doing just crazy shit to get away. I think I didn't know how to deal with these emotions. They, they were so intense that I just avoid them. And, and the big way I did that, food, alcohol, 
um, TV, crazy behavior. And so it wasn't until I learned kind of yoga and meditation for me was a huge part of that because it was the first time I was able to sit with these emotions. And that to me was the beginning of really learning how to master my weight. Because yeah, with the mood swings, if you have, in Program Yourself, then there's a mindset section that has six categories that we go through. One of the categories is emotions, which is so important. It really ought to be its own category. But um, yeah, do you know how to feel the emotions you want to feel and to deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel without food? Probably not. Because most people in this culture, we've been conditioned to use food as our main emotional management strategy. And so you have no ability to deal with these emotions on a genuine level usually. You know, so I get those mood swings. I totally get that. And um, which is why, you know, listen, you want to lose weight. I, I bet you're moody. Hey, you know what's going to trigger a mood swing faster than anything? Do you want to know? <laughs> uh, completely cut the sugar out of your diet starting tomorrow. C completely cut your calories down to 1,200. Um, completely cut carbs out starting tomorrow. Let me know how your mood is in the afternoon. L let me know. And once you get into that mood where you say, I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck what I eat. I don't care about my weight. Is that not the, the mood that, that causes you to go off track? It's not rocket science, but again, you're just conditioned not to think about it in this way. So you got to learn how to deal with your emotions at a genuine level. I, I get you, Astrid. I, I totally understand that. Valentina, so many things are around food. Did you have cake for your birthday? Yeah, of course, right? Yeah, and that's, again, what programming yourself ends at, it's at this subconscious level. You, you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. You're always approaching your weight loss very consciously. The conscious part of your mind is your prefrontal cortex. It's the party that's logical, rational, knows what you should do to lose weight, why you should lose weight, tries to get you to do it. That's where your willpower is. Your subconscious mind's in control of all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. This is the part of your brain that's controlling your weight. And so when you try and diet, you're trying to use your conscious mind, which is about 10% of your brain anatomically, to fight against your subconscious impulses. And it's not a good, it's not a good match because your subconscious mind is extremely energy efficient. This is where everything you've learned how to do is stored. This is why you can ride a bike, not ride it for 50 years, get back on it, and know how to do it because it's all stored in your subconscious mind. All of your eating behaviors, thoughts, beliefs about food are all stored in your subconscious mind. And so your way to try and lose weight is to constantly fight against this. This is why you could lose all the weight and then you put it right back on. How does that happen? How do you change your behaviors for six months and then all of a sudden you get off track a little bit, the next week you're right back to where you started. Nothing changed. How, do you ever think of that? Right? You're not a conscious being. You're really primarily subconscious. And so the subconscious mind is not logical and rational like the conscious mind. If you were conscious and if your subconscious mind was conscious and um, logical and rational, you'd be like a you'd be like a computer. And like imagine if you were like a like a robot and you could just type in what you're going to eat all day and you just ate it because that's what you do. How you wouldn't have any problem losing weight. The problem is you intend to eat well and then there's some party that compels you to eat the wrong food. That's your subconscious mind. And it's not logical and rational. Because how do you describe it? You want to lose weight more than anything in the world. You start your plan and then some part of you compels you to eat the wrong food. What do you think is going on there? The fact that you have no sense of what's going on there is the reason why you're struggling so hard. So your subconscious mind just links things together. It's very associative. It's like Pavlovian, right? It's the bell in the, in the food linking them together. And so, yeah, Valentina says that. You know, you're 50 years old. You're feeling lonely. It's 9 o'clock at night. You're feeling alone. And you want to feel some sense of connection. And so you feel, oh, I'll have some cake. Well, cake's linked to maybe, you know, when you were five years old, you had a birthday party and you were the center of attention. You felt all this love and connection. You're eating cake. And now here you are 50 years later and you just want to feel better and you're eating cake. So there's all this emotional association to food. It, once you understand this, what do you think the advertisements you see are? Every ad you see is a hypnosis session trying to link emotion to their product. Jesus Christ, Coca-Cola is the worst at this. They'll literally write your name on the side of the can. What do you think's going on there? Why do you think they do that? It's because now all of a sudden you associate you're, you're that. It's you. And I know you say, oh, that's stupid, Jim. Okay, yeah, right. Give me a break. Why do you think you keep eating foods that are making you overweight when all you want to do is lose weight? You tell me. How do you describe your behavior? You're going to tell me it's logical? It's not. <laughs> and so you keep approaching your weight loss like it's a logical thing. And you're flummoxed. You know, and you're constantly just beating yourself up and, oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stick with a plan? Why do I keep overeating? What, why do you do this? And you're constantly thinking these questions, not moving you any further down the path. You know, I'm 20, 120 kilograms. Can I make it down? Also, I have a high uric acid and cholesterol. Um, I am 120 kilograms. Can I make it? Oops, I invited someone. 
can I make it down? You can also, you, of course you can make it down. Listen, you, your weight, your weight ultimately comes down to the calories you're consuming. It, it's that simple. Like, like, like technically on a physical level, it's that simple. If I could throw you in a jail cell and control your calorie consumption, I'll make you lose weight. Okay. But you don't live in a jail cell. You, you have control over what you're eating. And so there's a lot more on that level. You know, the, the three, so the, the weight mastery pyramid is your mindset, lifestyle, eating. Okay. And you want to master all this. Again, in Program Yourself Thin, there's a workbook where you create a mindset, a weight mastery blueprint for your mindset, for your lifestyle, and for your eating. It's a 60 page workbook that you fill in the blanks to create the plan, customize it for yourself. But you can absolutely drop the weight 100%. You know, um, as far as the high uric acid and cholesterol, probably, you know, probably, but there's different things that go in there. Um, yeah, Vicky says your program is the best investment I ever made in myself. I know that too. Vicky's a super duper star and she's going to be probably, probably my best testimonial of all time. I believe that. Uh, I want to thank you for all your knowledge. I'm down 25 pounds since May. Awesome job, Cheryl. Take a little screenshot of that. Every day I get these. This is, folks, this is just the free stuff, you know? So again, listen to my podcast. Listen to all this stuff. It'll help you. And if you're really serious, you know, get in the program. But this stuff works, you know? And it works funly. Like it's funly. <laughs> um over, advice on overcoming binging. Um, we don't want to overcome it, okay? So it's like when you're binging, the first step, I know everyone wants to do is just stop the binging, right? But we, we need to take a step back. Let's first seek to understand the binge, okay? I know that sounds weird, but you're binging for a reason. And the, the most common reason people binge is because they're over-restricting. You're getting yourself so hungry once you get around food, you can't control things and you're way overeating. Um, that's the, the number one reason I see. The number two reason I usually see is something emotional. There's some big emotional thing you don't know how to deal with, don't want to deal with. And so you're using the binging to distract yourself from it. And then you go into this shame cycle to keep you away from that shit. And you kind of keep repeating it. So I see that all the time. There, there's other reasons too. But before you s stop binging, just stopping yourself, next time you binge, I would seek to understand it. What's going on? What's triggering this? You don't want to binge. So what is happening? What state are you getting into where you are actually binging? What environment you're getting into? What mood you're getting into? What's going on that is making this binge happen? Because you're not just binging all day long randomly. It's very pattern oriented. And once you understand the pattern, now you can start to create a strategic solution to it. So that you're not overcoming it, you're resolving it. I hope that makes sense. But that's a good question. You know, um, I just wait and see. No, I know that, Vicky. You just you're killing. It. I I I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. All right, I gotta get out of here. I got a coaching call coming up. Exactly, it's normally at night as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Brookie. So so you start to understand it. You know what I mean? Like, and again, I I'm not saying it's only over restricting hunger and emotional, but those are usually the two big ones. And so if you start looking at your binging through those through those lenses, you start to understand what's triggering it. And because, you know, programming yourself then is really built. It's a preventative program. So we don't want to stop the problem. We want to prevent the problem, right? Well, you know, they say like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. It's, it's exactly right. So we want to figure out what's leading to the binge. And then we want to go before it. Because, you know, usually like where the problem shows up is not where it was created. You know, a lot of times where the problem shows up, it, it started way here. The most common pattern I see for people when they start working with me, the diet pattern I see is, you know, they'll go, They'll go, listen, Jim, you know, breakfast and lunch are awesome. Everything's going great there. But then things get wobbly in the afternoon and at night's a nightmare, right? I say, well, what do you eat for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. I said, okay, well, I thought you said it was great. Yeah, it's great. I'm not eating anything. Okay, well, what do you want to do the rest of the day? Not eat anything? You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's such short-sighted thought because, you know, every day you wake up, your hunger is usually down here at the lowest point. Your willpower is up at the highest point. So yeah, you cannot eat breakfast. You cannot eat lunch. Oh shit, here comes two o'clock. Now your hunger's up here and your willpower's down here. And this is where the wheels come off the bus, right? So that's, if we say like, oh, here's the problem, Jim. We got to fix it here. No, this isn't the problem. The problem's over here where you don't use your willpower and your lack of hunger to eat a really nourishing meal here to set yourself up for success the rest of the day. The problem's not here. The problem's over here. I hope that makes sense. Every day you're building a, a house with your nutrition. And the first meal of the day is the foundation. The second meal is the second floor. Again, however you divvy up your eating. Um, that first meal you eat is usually, that's the one you want to optimize at first. That's the one you want to start with because it's automatically going to affect the rest of your day, usually in a positive way. Um, but, but starving yourself, which again, dieters, dieters want weight loss to be hard. You know, if you're really honest with yourself, you want the weight loss to be hard because you associate, um, you associate the harder it is with faster results. 
subconsciously. You associate starving with faster results, you know? And so you're, you're trapped in all these, these associations that are incorrect, you know? Do you suggest calorie counting? Um, I don't really suggest anything. Uh, what I do is programming yourself thins diet agnostic, okay? It's meaning, you know, I work with vegans, I work with the carnivores, which is crazy to me. Um, the vegan is a little bit too, but but the, 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 the carnivores, absolutely, boy, if you get to that point, <laughs> when you get to the point where you want to do carnivore forever, oh, I know you're, you're ultimately confused. That's what I think. And I don't talk about nutrition too much, but that one really bums me out. Anyways, anyways, um, so yeah, so so I'm more about like what works for you because some people love counting calories, right? Some people just have that kind of brain where they love like the minutiae, like track engineering types, you know, <laughs> and they love it. And it's part of like how they get in the flow with it. They like it. Most people I have found do not like that though. And again, I think the big problem you're making when you're, you're trying to force your eating is you're trying to micromanage subconscious automated behaviors and it overwhelms you. So I have found overall counting calories is not a good strategy for most people. Um, but I do like calorie counting as a calibration exercise. So to do it for a week or so, just to see what you assumed you were eating and what you're actually eating. And that can be very, very beneficial. Um, so you say, oh, I thought I was eating 500 calories and it turns out it was 700 calories. You know, that's really helpful to know because if you don't know it's broken, you can't fix something. And a lot of times I have found people are pretty bad at, estimating their calories, you know, pretty bad. And so I do like calorie counting as a, as an exercise to calibrate where you're at, but as a long-term strategy, I have found it. A lot of people feel it's just kind of overwhelming and tedious and boring and they don't like it. And so again, programming yourself then is really about, it is about creating intuitive eating patterns. Um, but not starting with intu intuitions because your intuitions that made you overweight, you can't trust those right now. When I first started this, I couldn't trust my intuitions. All I did was think about unhealthy, fattening foods. You know, I was obsessed with them. So if I trusted my intuitions, I would have just stayed the same. But I did go into it with the intention of training my intuitions, creating new intuitions that will keep me at my goal weight. And that is what I've done. So I now I never track calories. I haven't dieted. I haven't worked out in 30 years. I have mastered my eating in an intuitive way that just runs pretty much on autopilot. That's what the five two mile is about structuring your eating. Um, you know, so, so that's my, my thoughts on that. Um, Brookie, oh my God, yes. I'm glad to cross my life the perfect timing. You're awesome. Thanks, Brookie. I appreciate that. Again, make sure, listen, guys, go get the hypnosis session I give you. Click the little face of me there. And I think you can click one more button and then you're brought to my bio and there's a link right there to go get the hypnosis session I give you and then watch the training. The, the hypnosis session, you, you answer like three or four questions to customize it for you. It takes like five minutes to send it to you. And I bring you to a page with a training on it. That's that's the gold, you know, I, I think. Um, because here I'm just, I'm just giving you little bits and pieces of stuff just in response to questions. But that gives you a much more kind of systematic explanation of what we're doing and more importantly you get on my email list and i got the new training i i'm gonna have it this week i'm gonna make a commitment to you i will get it even if it's a even if it's just a first draft version i'm gonna make this weight mastery pyramid I'm, I'm so excited for you to see it um but i will send that to you get on my email list right that's all free all free um i always overestimate my calories when i could i i think i'm gonna stop and try intuitive eating um yeah well like i said brookie i i would um just just calibrate it first, you know, but but then again, I have a different, I almost hesitate to say intuitive eating because I have kind of a very specific concept of what that means. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's a word that people have their ideas of and it's not what I mean. So um, I believe in intuitions, but in order to really understand intuitive eating, I think you have to understand your subconscious mind and how it operates. Let me, let me put it that way. So I may be using the word a little differently than, than the average person might be. But anyways, all right, got to get out of here, everyone. I got a coaching call coming up. Um, been a pleasure. Y'all been awesome asking great questions. Uh, if you want to listen to more, the podcast is Program Yourself Then. It's on all the, the main podcast platforms. Uh, again, I, I told you, go get the hypnosis session. It's free. Go check it out. Watch the training. Look at the emails each day. They'll help you out. And um, watch TikToks. They're always coming. If you haven't followed me yet, follow me too because I'm putting new ones up all the time and they'll help keep you on track. Okay? All right, everyone, have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye.